0: Hey, welcome back to Do You Still Like This Movie? I'm your host, Word Burglar. This is the podcast where a guest joins me to watch a movie that they used to like, and we find out if they still like it. Sometimes I've seen it, sometimes I have not. Today, I have not seen the movie until now, until my guest, my pal, talented actor, improviser, comedian, writer, sports trivia genius, guru, knower of things, bastion of fun facts, Sandy Jobin Bevins. And Sandy picked the 1983 movie Uncommon Valor, which I'd never seen. So glad he picked it. Can't wait to dig into that with you. I know it's been a while. Here's something. Here's a fun fact for you. We recorded this on March 12th, 2020. Sandy came over. We recorded it. The Who had just announced that this was a global pandemic going on. The NBA had shut down, and as we were recording, we were getting texts from people saying the NHL has just shut down. And then, of course, things just uh, things went the way that we know they have gone. So this was the last in-studio recording uh, I did at, at my place. So... Um, that's just to give you a little bit of context, i'm we're doing well here. I hope you're doing well wherever you're at, and just uh, staying up. And we're, you know what? been watching a lot of movies. We actually have a lot more episodes getting ready to get to you soon. My other podcast, weekend at Burgie's, we've got a new episode of that coming up. And really quick, just wanted to thank everyone who has been supporting the Welcome to Cobra Island crowdfunder. We're putting that album on vinyl. If you ever wanted Welcome to Cobra Island on vinyl, now is the chance. We're doing a very limited edition made-to-order run. You can grab a copy now. Just go to wordburglar.com if you want some vinyl, and it's going to be really, really awesome. The cutoff for orders is uh, just before the end of October, so make sure you get your order in if you want one, because I'd love you to have one and when it's over we can't get them so <laughs> and uh, if you don't need it you know you can always listen digitally thank you for listening to the podcast without further ado we've got a great episode so let's jump right into it peter project let's drop that theme song we'll see you shortly. did you ever like a movie one time in your life but don't know if you still do you don't have time to watch it at the moment me and the guests will for you see me, some strangers and some friends of mine are gonna see what flick stand the test of time sweet you're curious to know what holds up and what doesn't about some old movie you saw with your cousin you're in the right place and you know you might just find out do you still like this
1: Yep, from Burgie's basement <laughs> to what do you call this? Berge's, uh Wordburg Lair. Great place to be a prisoner. Oh. <laughs> prisoner of Wordburgler. Uh huh, prisoner of Wordburgler. Oh. Yeah, POW. That's, that's the one it. you want to be. Yeah.
0: Um, Sandy Jobin Bevins is here, audience, and I am very, very excited. Hello, audience. (laughs) Do you still like this movie? And today, Sandy picked a movie that I have never seen. Wow. I I always get really excited about, you know, because if this is a movie that's really important to you, you picked it for a reason. Yep. And I will say, after seeing this movie, Mm -hmm. I can't believe... I never saw it before. It's sort of right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Films that I'm into, uh, you know, old war movies, definitely like Vietnam movies. Uh, The movie, of course, is the 1983 Gene Hackman vehicle, Uncommon Valor.
1: Uncommon Valor. Yes, absolutely. I can't believe you've even seen it because, I mean, you're a G.I. Joe kid and a military kid, and there's so much in that movie that just makes you love it. First of all, nicknames uh that you know there's a blaster Blaster? like that's a gi joe guy there's sailor yeah yeah right these are all nicknames that you would find in gi joe so i'm shocked you didn't love it as a kid uh but there was so much to love especially if you ever played like army toys or whatever it is that whole thing they build a diorama of the pow camp that's all like things you would do as a kid
0: this opened december 16th 1983 Mm -hmm. a week after a little film called scarface yep you might have heard of. Makes sense. Christine. Yeah. Stephen King yeah. Uh, with the car. Yeah. Um, it also opened the same week as a DC Cab. Wow. Mr. T? <laughs> Mr. T. Yeah. So th- no, yeah. that's another one I haven't yeah. seen. Um, there's another... Military movie that opened this week. Okay. Uh, Russian Moscow. um, Lee Major.
1: Oh, uh, Gorky Park. Yeah, opened the
0: same week as this.
1: Yeah, so Gorky Park is about like basically a serial killer in Russia. They're trying to solve it. It's a pretty crazy, crazy movie. Because Gorky Park. Side note, I seem to remember that the killer was peeling people's faces off or something like that. So you couldn't recognize them or something oh. like that. It's great it's graphic, it's gross. It's but I remember my parents loving that movie. And so around the time that I would be going to sleepovers and renting Uncommon Valor, my parents are renting Gorky Park to watch with at home. Wow. I remember that very well. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned the obvious G.I. Joe similarities with Uncommon Valor, which yeah. we'll we'll get into for sure. Uh, but Gorky Park, there is a, a yep. Russian character in G.I. Joe named Gorky. So really? I, I wonder if they were yeah, all kind of like, you know, that 80s. Yep. They were all going to movies. Because I watching this, I'm like, the guys working on G.I. Joe at the time yep. definitely saw this movie.
1: They definitely saw it on, on Common Valor. Yeah. No doubt I mean,
0: it. some of the guys lived this type yeah, of stuff. Right. But that's, that's a whole other thing. So uh, our main star, of course, Gene yep. Hackman, yep. plays Lieutenant... Um, Rhodes, Colonel, yeah. or sorry. Colonel, Colonel Rhodes.
1: Colonel Rhodes. He probably once was Lieutenant yeah. Rhodes, but he, <laughs> he tapped out a Colonel.
0: His son is a Lieutenant Frank yeah. Rhodes. Yeah. And um, directed by Ted Kotcheff, yeah. Yeah. who yeah. you brought to my attention, directed yeah. Weekend at uh, Bernie's. Weekend at Same
1: Bernie's. director as Weekend at Bernie's. He's a guy born in Toronto, still alive. I think he's in his 80s, maybe late 80s now. But yeah, he's still around. So think about that movie and then Weekend at Bernie's. What a difference. Like, who goes in and says, I directed Uncommon Valor. is a Vietnam War movie. I'd love to dra- direct a comedy, but a guy who dies, but they pretend he's alive. OK. <laughs> now, wait, it's a comedy? Yeah, it's very shocking. It's not. It doesn't seem like the resume of a normal director.
0: Well, kind of. I mean, in this movie, Gene Hackman believes his son is still alive. And oh. everyone is saying he's dead. So, so
1: Frank is a Bernie's. Maybe. <laughs> weekend at Frank's, which is a POW. And we yeah. do
0: get a ghost son at the start of this movie. You do, too. in the baseball. I love that he shows
1: up and he's just wearing his baseball uniform. He's got his glove. Oh, God. And then he's like, I can't sleep. Can I sleep? If a kid comes down the hall, okay, and he wants to sleep because his parents' room because of lightning, he's not wearing his full baseball uniform, carrying a baseball glove. I just <laughs> want to point out that weirdness. Gene Hackman right away should have been like, "Why are you dressed for Little League? It's three in the morning." Made no sense to me at all.
0: Oh man! Um, huh? uh, but Ted also did First Blood from 1982.
1: He did the original First Blood. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which is crazy. So he goes. That from, makes more sense.
0: Yeah, First Blood into this. Yeah. Um, so back to back military films. Of course, yeah. First Blood is uh, first Rambo.
1: The first Rambo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, the
0: cast. Couple standout yeah. names in yep. here. Robert Stack. Yep. Plays uh, McGregor. The Robert Stack. Tycoon. <laughs> he's fantastic,
1: and I love the. I love those thing's I've forgotten about him. I mean, Airplane! He's amazing, obviously, and he's done a lot of different movies. Um, But, uh, he, you know, Unsolved Mysteries, Mysteries is the one that my wife right away said, like, hey, that's the Unsolved Mysteries guy. But Robert Stack, uh, my favorite line of his in the movie is when the guy's, like, threatening him with all these problems. He goes, you know what? Fuck you, Art. <laughs> <laughs> the fact the guy's name was Art, that was the big reveal in the moment that he tells me to go fuck himself. Ah, fuck you, Art. I loved that line so much, and I was like, oh, I didn't appreciate it. And then we chose up in, like, a jean jacket, all this casual Robert Stack look. He used to Unsolved Mysteries where he's wearing a trench coat. It's just a different look for him. Oh man, it was so perfect. Yes. Oh man, it's great. He's good.
0: Uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Swayze. Another Very surprise. early,
1: Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Swayze yeah.
0: plays uh, Scott in yeah. this, yeah. and other than those two, nothing. No other major names. Harold Sylvester. I'm sorry,
1: Fred Ward.
0: Oh, Fred Ward. Fred
1: Ward's a huge name. So Fred Ward, of course, is in right stuff in those movies. But another big movie which we easily could have done in this podcast is Remo Williams. Yeah, Remo Williams is a great Fred Ward movie. That was again same kind of era, which you would watch at sleepovers in the '80s.
0: Okay, see, I've never seen it. Well, there's so another Fred one for Ward, you. I didn't yeah, know that, Remo he's Williams, a good actor in this.
1: He's a great actor. Yeah. And Remo Williams, he's uh, he's just basically like a uh, kind of like an action star. It's almost like uh, a lighter version of like Death Wish. Is okay. that kind of guy? I gotta
0: add that to the list.
1: Yeah, Remo Williams, classic sleepover. And you have uh, uh, Tex Cobb. Randall Tex Cobb is in this movie as a sailor. He's in a ton of stuff too in the '80s as well. Yeah, a lot of characters. Playing almost the exact same character yeah, at everything. He's,
0: he's a huge, huge character. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Harold Sylvester is like Hill Street Blues, yeah. a lot of 80s yeah. TV shows, yeah. uh, Married with Children. Yeah. Uh, and then Tim Thomerson. Tim
1: Thomerson was a hunter for a long time. A lot of different shows. Tim Thomerson's a total familiar face guy. He's sort of the comedic relief for like the wacky guy and a lot of stuff, for sure, which is kind of what he does in this movie, too.
0: Uh, the soundtrack, I want to call out real quick. James mm-hmm. Horner did yeah. the uh, original score, and plus there's sort of some Vietnam-era rock music, yeah, which is uh, cool. Now, the yep. story's by Wings Hauser, uh-huh. with a screenplay by Joe Gayton. So yeah, so run yeah. us down. So what, is, what okay. is a quick plot? What's our right. back of the box so, read?
1: So Gene Hackman is playing this colonel whose son was a, is a POW in Vietnam, which he believes is still being held capture, capture, captive? captive. He's still being held captive in a uh, prison in Vietnam. So he's gathering up a group of misfits, former veterans, some new guys, to go back and get his son out 10 years later great plot I think that's pretty much it yeah. I mean I fumbled through it a bit but no, you know
0: and it that plot alone it feels like this could have been a G.I. Joe story it, like it could have been like a Sergeant Rock storyline it's some kind yeah. of comic like
1: well of the era that was a big thing in the 80s was we think there are still POWs there and they won't give them back or acknowledge they're there so there was a lot of these kind of movies out there because it was very much in the zeitgeist of America especially at the time is that they've got to be there we got to get them back the diplomatic thing isn't working as they touch on in the movie we got to get them back ourselves
0: yeah, exactly. And I love that, you know, Gene Hackman's character, Colonel Rhodes, he's got this history. He was in the Korean War. Right. He's
1: his dad and his dad was in the Second World yeah, War, the yeah. whole family. So and then even said, they even said in the movie, uh, we lost a few family members in the Civil War yeah. as well. Yeah, they're all army guys. So we got that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and he takes it upon himself. I'm like, this is great. Like what a great premise yep. for a film. So, what was the first, when did you first see this? You, you mentioned it was uh, a sleepover party or something? No, I no.
1: was, well, My first time I saw it, uh, I was pretty young, and I my dad took me to a lot of movies. So my dad, I begged my dad to take me to see Uncommon Valor. I might have brought some friends, but I definitely remember my dad taking us, because it was, uh, was a lot of swearing in the movie, so it definitely wouldn't have been a movie I could have got into when I was 10 years old. Uh, but yeah, he got me in there at 10 he took me to all sorts of movies I should not have gone to. He took me to Airplane. Speaking of Robert Stack, he took me to see Airplane when I was way too young and all these movies like that because he just liked comedies. So I saw a lot of comedy that was not should not have been able to see it that, in the theater too.
0: Well, it, I think it's better he took you to this than uh, Scarface. Yeah, movie. he didn't take me to
1: Scarface. <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, then it, it, subsequently I saw it many times at sleepovers when I was a kid. You'd rent it all the time and I'd watch it at sleepovers either on your laser discs or whatever system at that time. And then I haven't seen it. Since then. So I said to Kylie, "How? Hey, when did you last see it? It's been over thirty years since I've seen this movie. Wow. Yeah. But it
0: stuck with you all this time. It did, it
1: always has. Yeah. So
0: your memory of it, uh, yep. do you remember how you felt when you first saw it? Loved it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And I was uh I was an army cadets and all that kind of stuff. So I was very I was gonna be in the military, so I really loved anything military. And uh yeah, it's it definitely is a movie that stuck with me as like the best and we'd always want to rent it and watch it and know it all, you know. Yeah. But it had been a long time since I'd watched it.
0: Yeah, and then was it one of those things where anytime you saw Gene Hackman after, you were just like, It's a Common Valor <laughs> yeah, guy? Or, or exactly you know that. him from No,
1: Halloween I wouldn't House? have known him from anything other than probably that at that time. You know, since then, I've known him from tons, but that was definitely probably my first big introduction to Gene Hackman. I didn't watch the French connection when I was younger than 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might surprise your listeners.
0: Yeah, no. And it does play into like the G.I. Joe thing, of course. Like the 80s G.I. Joe, they were a lot of them were Vietnam vets yep. as well. So they're in the comics. There was a lot of connections there. Yeah. And you're seeing all this stuff. And like you mentioned, I mean, this. Was a big deal in the 80s. People were still thinking about, you know, the follow from Vietnam is very real. And, yeah. You
1: know, War I mean, ended we in 75. So yeah. It's less than 10 years later you're doing this movie.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you just think of all the other 80s military movies that came out yep. inspired, you know, there's, of course, Platoon and um, yep. yeah, Hamburger Rambo. Hill. Yeah. Like so much <laughs> stuff.
1: Um, Full Metal Jacket. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably not that many more that I want to mention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think there was a huge trend too. Like and so yeah. So you could kind of see like a few things in this, like, oh yeah, I've seen this yep. in, in other films. Um okay, so let's just kind of dive in that sure. opening sequence. Yeah. We see a bunch of troops, American troops. Yeah, they're running. Running to the helicopters. trying to get to the chopper, yep. right? Yeah. And that I gotta say, really awesome opening yep. sequence. You're literally thrown right into the middle yep. of this conflict. Yep. They're trying to get out. You don't know who these characters are. Nope. You're just But you can tell that they're close, and Frank is there. Yeah.
1: You know for sure the two guys who get shot and killed immediately won't be the main characters. Um, (laughs) But you do have a strong feeling that people they put the camera on for extended period times might be. And the guys who make another chopper, chopper, we'll see them later. Yeah.
0: I like that chopper.
1: Chopper. I call it a chopper. Does everyone else call it a chopper? chopper. Yeah, but but yeah, you're right. At first, you're like, I don't know what to follow what's going to happen. You're right.
0: Yeah, so it's 1972, Vietnam. Did this... When you saw this, did this bring back memories instantly? Like, of Vietnam? <laughs> of watching a movie? Yeah. About started Vietnam. twitching
1: pretty hard. <laughs> I, you know what? Instantly, I was—I I honestly was like, for most part, the beginning was going. I don't remember this. I don't remember this. To tell you the truth, I just vaguely remember most things, but not that.
0: I thought it was a, a great sequence. Um, and then we cut to Bangkok. Yes. And we're trying to figure out what's going on. Current
1: day. Yeah. Gene Hackman.
0: Gene Hackman. And he's hunting for his son. Yeah. And this is when we're starting to realize, okay, so this Uh. is a few years after the war. Uh. I think this is five years after. So they're getting out in 72. This is 77 when we first see him. And he's just sort of going around talking to, you know, shady characters at restaurants. And, you know, if you see him... Get him to sign his name on the back yeah. of his picture, so I know it's him. All fraud.
1: It's all fraud. Yeah. It's yeah. All
0: all fraud. Uh, but he believes his son is still alive. Um, and yeah, we see the ghost son. He's because we see him having yep. this.
1: He can't let it go. You
0: already <laughs> talked about. Yeah. So this is right off the start where it's like the ghost son. You're like, okay, wh- where's this movie going?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It can be a lot of ghost people. Yeah. Is it scary? <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Gene gets, or I should call him Colonel Rhodes. Gene. He gets in touch with uh, a contact of uh, someone in Laos, yeah. and they're starting, the rumors are circulating that, okay, the POWs or all yeah. the guys who are There's MIA, a camp. Their camp in they're camp in Laos. And then we cut forward another five years, yep. 1982. Gene's still on the hunt, and he's getting intel, and finally he's got this, like, he's getting photo, yeah. photographic evidence, and he sees it, and there's like a one one one,
1: right, which is a company's name. Yeah, he's like, that's got to be it. The one one one. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: His alert, the LLRP. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "That's <laughs> what my son was in." Yeah. What did you think about this whole setup here? Uh,
1: well, I mean, if you in real life, because you know it's a movie, you know it's got to be a clue. But in real life, I think you'd be like, "That's a stretch." As, as most yeah. people had their reaction, like, "That's a stretch." I like that. I even like that little moment where he goes to talk to like an ambassador in uh, in Bangkok. And he, says to his, he says he's incoming, and he says to his like assistant, uh, here comes that colonel that's always bugging me. Oh, hi, colonel. Uh, make an appointment. I'll see you soon. Just to show you that he's on everybody and nobody wants to talk to him anymore. Yeah, that they, was the setup.
0: They call him like Colonel MIA. It's like, oh, yeah. here's colonel, oh, MIA. colonel MIA. Oh, sorry. Your yeah. family is, You is know, POW. You know?
1: I just love that. They make it very clear that he's a bother.
0: Yeah. You start to see. This is what I like because I kind of went in a little blind. Yeah. I didn't really read much of the synopsis yeah. or anything. So as I'm starting to see what's happening, and as he starts reaching out to the old army buddies yeah. of his son, yeah. and that first guy, uh, Blaster, who he contacts, and Blaster's like, blaster, yeah. is he yeah. like a BMX guy now or something? Yeah, he's
1: a B- he, but he's good with the kids. <laughs> he's, he's telling great kids. stories to the kids, they love him, and he's teaching BMX, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like a really positive yeah. guy, he's this fun-loving guy he agrees to come with Gene Hackman. He's like, all right, let's let's start putting together the rest of the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting a bit of like a Mission Impossible vibe. Yeah,
1: the uh, Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then they go meet, and it's, uh, is it Wilksy? Is that his name?
1: Oh, Fred Ward's character? Yeah. I think that's uh, right. uh, I think that's right. He's welding.
0: He's welding. welding. All these little
1: statues. statues. He makes the weird art.
0: His wife, Wilks, yeah. Wilks, yeah. His wife doesn't want to. No,
1: doesn't want him to go at all.
0: Doesn't want him to join this crack squad. Yeah. Um, and then he comes out and he's got a great line. He's like, "I don't like your tactics, but I'll listen to you because of Frank." <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of like that. I don't like your tactics. Like, yeah.
1: Um. Then him was, and Blaster have a big hug.
0: Yeah. And then you know yeah, that it's yeah. gonna be all right. Yeah. 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 And so we find out that he was a tunnel rat. Yeah. And so we're slowly piecing this together. A point. Oh, it's the next guy. Is it? Charts. The guy.
1: Oh, and he's crop dusting. Yeah. He's got his helicopter, and he's crop dusting. Yeah. And his wife's going out, and Charts never goes anywhere. Yeah, you find yeah. out Charts doesn't go out with his wife very often.
0: Is she the one who? She's says, for sure
1: screwing around on you, Charts,
0: though. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah she's she, going yeah. out to. <laughs> it,
1: she's off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta highlight off the charts. You're oh just, man! <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there you go. Off the charts. Sorry, what are you trying to say? He's highlighting my. I ended up interrupted Yeah, no, a but joke. Charts
0: cause I, is she the one who asks how much is he going to get paid?
1: Yeah, I think so. And then he's, he's like, like, Oh, not money. Not money. Yeah, yeah. Which
0: I thought, okay, like there's some cheesy cliched yeah. lines in this movie, yeah. but that's kinda like, all right, you're you're hitting home. Yeah. Obviously we're watching this w- through the lens of time. Yeah. But like stuff like that's like, okay, this is like that real like pride of
1: yeah, you know, of these You guys. gotta save your buddy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which was also a very eighties action movie kind of Oh trip, yeah,
1: you don't do it for the money, you do yeah. it to save your buddy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's assembling the team, and then we meet Robert Stack.
1: Yes. And he's the father of the other guy who Frank was trying to save in the original scene. So he's also, he's funding this mission to go get them back. He's like an oil guy. Yeah. yeah, Very rich. Big oil tycoon. Beautiful uh, office with shag carpeting, and oh my God, phenomenal. And Robert Stack is phenomenal. As you said, airplane and unsolved mysteries and all these things. He has like gravitas. So you get that guy right away—that he's rich. You got—you got—he's rich, very yeah. obviously. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I love that he's got yeah. like this—all the elements here. It's like you're putting all these pl- pieces in place, and it's like, yeah, of course he's got rich funding. Cause yeah. Then, what's he gonna do? Well, we're gonna recreate this POW camp. you got to
1: buy three helicopters. <laughs> yeah. you got to get all this weaponry. <laughs>
0: and we're, yeah. we're going to basically take you to this place in northern Texas. Yeah. So for everyone listening who hasn't seen this movie and you're you know sticking around, the plan is to recreate this POW
1: base. Yeah, in Galveston or something. In somewhere. Galveston, yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas. Yeah.
0: And train until yeah. they know this place inside out, inch yeah. by inch. I don't know how they got the replica. Like... Ah, the photo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> got, photo. we had one photo to go on. Dax got his best people yeah, yeah, working on yeah, it, millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Um, and he even has a line. He's like, "I'd give up everything for just one hour with my son."
1: They so, also, they also at that camp feed them Vietnamese food because <laughs> they can't have them smelling like America when they're going through the jungle or something. Yeah, like? was that like? Yeah.
0: I don't know if he was like joking or if he was more like. No, he's like, yeah, I don't want them. That's but like I guess a real that's tactic. A thing is that a real tactic. I don't know. Do you, I have smell no like idea. you smell like cheeseburgers. Smell like burgers. They're
1: gonna know it's Americans coming yeah. through the forest. I don't know. It was just a. You know, it was it was a perfect opportunity to introduce a charming Vietnamese chef, and he. It's just kind of there. He's just not. They don't do enough with him. He does a few comments here and there, but they're not that great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So of this ragtag squad that's getting assembled, yeah, did you did you have a favorite right off here? Because we meet Sailor, and he's like yeah. the out the napkin, yeah, in he's in prison and biker yeah. yeah, I don't. As
1: a kid, Fred Ward, I love Fred Ward, and the and there's a sequence we're going to talk about coming up that I just always remember as a kid. thinking it was the greatest thing in the world. If I don't know when I can talk about it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Let's... Well, just when uh, they're training, when they're training in the camp, and then Fred Ward is going around putting those signs on their on them like dead dead soldier, ex rookie. I remember those very well. That's point. That's one segment of the movie I remember watching and just thinking that was the greatest.
0: Yeah. And so you've got the whole squad. Jake yeah. Hackman has finally got everyone to agree. to yeah. come with him and they're going to go train for this top secret off the books yep. mission.
1: Yeah, but the yeah. government doesn't yeah. like. We're getting these things. Yeah. The government's onto them and doesn't like this idea. Yeah, but yeah.
0: stacks like, well, you know, whatever. Stacks yeah. got stacks of cash. Yeah, he's McGregor. Fuck you, Art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the bond is strong mm-hmm. with these men. Yeah. So that's what brought them together. Yeah. So with Patrick Swayze's character, oh yeah, being the, introduced, new, the new
1: guy, never been in combat. No. And so he's
0: a discharged marine. Is yeah, he
1: happens? slapped a radio operator for falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was the discharge he got. So
0: you get kicked out of the Marines for that.
1: I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. And Back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but he's a weapons expert.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Hackman gives a speech to sort of like inspire everybody. And there's a line. He goes, while the politicians sit on their asses, we're going to lay ours on the
1: line. That's a great line. Yeah. Yeah, that really should be the tagline for the movie. It really should. Yeah. yeah that's a great line.
0: Yeah. So all yeah. this stuff, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting into this. Yeah. Certainly like... Had Wings like Wings clearly <laughs> getting into this.
1: He's writing up a storm. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it feels very much like a Saturday morning cartoon, like oh, yeah. assembly yeah. Of, of action superheroes in the 80s. Let's get into these unorthodox training drills that oh, know, yeah. the road starts
1: doing. So the chopping down uh, trees. There's a the chopping down the tree thing. And then uh, there's the uh, picking up the logs and carrying them over your shoulder. And then always one guy gets in the middle of the logs and argue, yells at them and argues and tells them where to go, orders them around uh what else did they do what are the other training they, well they were obviously target practice uh Tex-Cob at one point takes a chainsaw to a door and another a guy's head and weird stuff yeah
0: because they're training on how to like break these pow's yeah. out
1: explosives they're using explosives how to blow up the bridge how to blow up that thing yeah. all done in combat fatigues and adidas runners <laughs> everyone's wearing adidas <laughs> I runners notice they're, I was, wearing they're cool runners too but i was right. like wouldn't you be in boots it was so hilarious that they just had these amazing Adidas boot, uh, runners instead of like army boots.
0: Maybe that was like in their ride, or they're like, "Listen, I'm gonna sign up yeah, for your I don't uh, illegal feet all day. Uh, <laughs> mission. <laughs> just let me be comfy. Adidas let me look sponsorship.
1: Yep, yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> you know, I guess yeah. it was slightly before uh, Run DMC blew up, but
1: uh, yeah, maybe yeah, it's about right. But it was on the cusp. They wanted their Adidas too. Uh, my Adidas also was the theme of the. Theme. <laughs> That's, that's terrible. Take that out, please. Um, no, but that was very funny. But they had all these weird training, running through the water. All day I dream
0: about special. Uh, Trying
1: to work on Adidas? Yeah. Yeah. But the but then, yeah, then they have the final challenge I was talking about where Fred Ward, they have to get to a tower and Fred Ward is just killing them all with these, you know, sneaking up and knocking them over and putting these little cards in their neck. And then Gene Hackman even gets it. You guys got caught because you weren't prepared. Ah, and he gets yeah. caught.
0: What a great, you know, fun montage of like let's train and you know band back together (laughs)
1: yeah before you go back to vietnam right and in a way it's funny because full metal jacket is two halves like that full metal jacket is all about the training and then the second half is going to vietnam this movie is all about the training and the second half they go back to vietnam so it's kind of a funny two-parter two-way thing and and the first part a filmella jacket is intense but also has moments of like light, like funny moments, ish, ish. Yeah,
0: like the drill sergeant. Yeah. Then, yeah.
1: But this one is like wacky moments, then we're serious about the war. Yeah. yeah.
0: Scott, Swayze's yeah. character, yeah. the young guy, the discharged. marine, yeah. he is basically their drill instructor. Like yeah, he, he becomes is- too bossy. And Hackman pulls him aside. He's like, listen, these guys are seasoned vets. Yeah. You know, you can't just treat them like raw huds or something. Yeah, <laughs> they can't be raw recruits. Raw recruits you gotta earn yeah. their respect. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's struggling to earn their respect. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, which, you know, you can tell. Like these guys have a bond. They've been through they've been through the shit. They've
1: right? been through the shit. They've been in the shit, and then they have the fight. Swayze fights uh, right, Sailor. Right.
0: So Sailor finally has had enough, and we learn why. Why Scott Scott is there.
1: Yeah, Scott's there because his dad was a POW in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then that bond.
1: Tightens. Instantly. They're yeah. like,
0: okay, we could see it. And then, and then yeah. I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, okay, if these guys went over when they were like, you know, 20, and then like, yeah, I guess, you know. Yeah, they're in their 30s now, you
1: know? and then Scott is probably like 20, his dad would have gone. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, yeah.
0: I didn't quite see that reveal coming,
1: but it's kind of like, <laughs> as soon as it happens, it's
0: like, oh, okay, Yeah. That, yeah. That he, Why know, are you even here? You yeah, know it was coming. He's, he's got skin in the game. Yeah. So they have to rehearse because according to Gene Hackman, they have to be in and out of this POW. Yeah. We still don't know how they're gonna get over there. No, we don't need that detail like, yet. No. You know, we don't are they know gonna yet. bring all their Yeah, they didn't
1: show how they got all the grenades on their carry ons. Yeah. <laughs> but they got there.
0: And so the plan is that they're gonna have to be in and out of this POW camp yeah. in three
1: minutes. Three minutes. Which yeah.
0: uh, you know, I guess if they have their Helicopters and all their proper yep. weaponry, and they could
1: they could do it. Do that three maybe? minutes. Yeah,
0: I don't know. That's pretty bold. So meanwhile, we check back with with Harry Reggers. <laughs> Stack,
1: Robert Stack. Yep,
0: and uh, he's getting some heat.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. There, he's been told that if they uh, if he doesn't stop funding this, they're going to go after him with the IRS. He's going to get all. He's going to get like fraud charges against him. All these trumped up charges against his business.
0: And why is that?
1: Because. Uh well, they, well, the government is saying they're they're negotiating with the, v- the Vietnamese to release the prisoners, and if you go in in a military action, it'll screw up all the, the negotiations. Whereas most veterans were saying they weren't doing enough at that time to do negotiations, and that's when most people would so, in the news would have said. Yeah, let's go back and get them, since we're not gonna like the the diplomatic way isn't working.
0: Yeah, the government's taking too yeah. long. So, like, so I gives them
1: all hands. those threats, yeah. and then Sean, what does he say to that guy? <laughs> Fuck you, Art. Fuck you, Art. Fuck you, Art. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest line in the movie. <laughs> I had no idea his name was Art. I think that's why it always drives me like it makes me less, it's like l- the laugh perfect so thing. hard.
0: Now I want to sample it for some kind of hundred percent. Yeah. I want to hear.
1: I want to hear "fuck you, Art" in yeah, a Wordberg track for like sure. Someone yelling at a oh, painting. Oh yeah, I want to hear yeah. it. Oh, just but you don't shut this down. We're gonna <laughs> fuck you, Art, and right into a track. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Did that's he, what. Yeah, he gets the heat on. He says, "No, this, we're going forward with this." And then the training, right? This is actually the the final training scene? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah,
0: so they do the training drills to evacuate uh, and rescue the POWs. And
1: Robert Stack is there with his jean jacket and clipboard and timer. Very important. (laughs) you got to be in a minute and a half. 180 (laughs) seconds. It's the weirdest stopwatch that records 174 seconds.
0: And Gene Hackman's like, look, see what I did? I did good. He's like, you did good work here. And then, you know, they weren't promised money, but... Robert Stack whips out some stacks of money. Yep,
1: gives them each an envelope of money. And you think, okay, that's going away forever, but no, Sean, it comes into play a little later on. Yeah,
0: but, okay, the weird thing here, he gives some money, he's like, here, a little spending cash, and you go over to bank right. and it's like, are these guys going on vacation? Like, this is a pretty
1: serious... Per diem, Sean. (laughs) Any contract you sign, you have to get per diem, no matter if you're acting in a show, you're doing a concert, or you're going to go rescue people in a POW camp, you got to sign on for per diem. Because per is the best part of all these admissions. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, they, they, they do need to eat.
1: They yeah. got to eat, and they shouldn't have to take it out of their own money. Yeah. So you got to get per diem.
0: Yeah. But they're all just like, all right, let's just go. Jump to Bangkok. Yeah. And Very yes. quickly,
1: actually. <laughs> You're suddenly there. Yeah.
0: And somehow their truck of weapons is waiting yeah. for them. Yeah. How did that truck get all the That's way- what I'm
1: saying. They don't tell you how they got them there, but they got them there. And it was full of stuff. Yeah, but the unfortunately the CIA CIA was on to them. Yeah,
0: CIA busts them yeah. uh, along with the local authorities. Yeah. Which obviously, like, what do you plan to do with all these
1: <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely but High they luckily, explosives. Luckily and the automatic guy automatic weapons. The, but luckily the guy from the CIA CIA is like, look, I can't put this colonel in jail. You t- don't go back to the hotel, they're waiting for you there to get out of just get out of town. Yeah. But they don't get out of town, Sean.
0: No, they uh, <laughs> decide to steal the truck.
1: They decide to get a four-way, four, but they also they also pool their money.
0: Right. So what's the plan? What happens?
1: Well, they decide we got to get weapons and we got to get a truck. We got to go stuff. So we don't. We would need money, and they're like, we don't have any money. Wait a minute! All the envelopes come out that they got for per diem. They pool their per diem, and that gives them enough money to go to a shady weapons dealer. Yeah.
0: So let's. Can you take me through this scene? Because they go. Yeah. To, they first go to, like, a drug dealer's house. It was some old contact of Gene Hackman. Oh, he was
1: one of the guys. Yeah, he said, you know, he's like, I got out of the drugs game. We got too rough and all kind of stuff. So they go to this weird club.
0: Yeah, so there's this club.
1: Yeah, it's a weird club. And this guy's who runs the clubs, like, I'll, I'll show you menus. And he's like, we don't want menus. We don't want to eat. We don't want menus. But the menus turn out to be weapons menus. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. Let's order guns a la carte.
1: And, and uh, let's talk about who the sommelier of the weapons was. Amazing. <laughs>
0: So that's a cameo. Wh- 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 what's his name? The actor?
1: Oh, I don't know. The guy showed up with a parrot on his shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. You heard that right, friends. A guy showed up with his, a parrot on his shoulder in a suit. He looked like very much like an Indiana Jones kind of villain, right? Yeah. He had a white suit on, had an accent of some sort, and he had a parrot on his shoulder, and he was the weapons dealer. I don't even know what his I don't name know who is. that is.
0: I don't know. And he had a... I found his accent hard to figure out. I don't know if it was Austrian or if it was British. It was kind of like all It's just like a
1: Euro accent. <laughs> right? He's just Euro. Can
0: you do a Euro accent and wear a parrot? Yeah.
1: It's just like, uh, that menu is not for, uh, for, for weapons. It's not, uh, that menu is not for food, it's for weapons. Like, it's just very ambiguous, really. he yeah. had a parrot on his shoulder. A parrot. In this weird
0: club. Yeah. The, where there's like, yeah, yeah, prostitutes and, you know, who Oh, knows that's right. drugs yeah, and stuff Yeah, Yeah, of course.
1: There's... Yeah. A guy, a huge guy in the back sitting in a chair with a gun and if you saw that guy in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And then the euro guy, Euro parrot. Yeah, euro, you got to yep, find that parrot. guy's name. Euro name. parrot was the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so he takes them into the basement yep. and he's like I got the I've got the, you know, the cheap weapons for yes. you. And it's just basically he's got tunnels of guns.
1: Tunnels of weapons and beer. And beer. sailor gets beer. Uh yeah, and then they get to this cat this big case. It's all super over the top dusty with sand and stuff. He just opens it up and it's just random old mines and rifles and guns. And he says uh, it's 6000 bucks. And Gene Hackman says he'll take it for four. Yeah. So it's $4,000 in old in weapons. And, and as a kid, I'll tell you, that was a moment where you're like, this is amazing. Because they've got this high-tech plan, and now they've got to do it with whatever they can find. I thought that was a great twist, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: totally. And they go back to their stolen truck, and they team up with uh, a guy just known as Chang, who yeah. is their... I guess another connection of Gene Hackman, but yeah. there seems to be more of a bond with this guy because Chang's like, "Here, I got you horses and my daughters. His Daughters, yeah, who are good fighters. In that order,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, or good fighters. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't need. I don't have many. I don't have any sons to offer. Remember, they already they were killed already by the uh, the Laotians, I think yeah. he said that's why when they fight the Laotians later, you feel like okay, it's, they feel free to kill them because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. 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 So
0: he's he's invested in this yeah. in this mission." So he says, I'm going to take you across the border. Yeah. So they're going now from Bangkok into Laos.
1: Trying to get over to Laos, and then they're going to go to Vietnam, right?
0: Yeah, right. and again, they're trying to smuggle this all these weapons. Yep. If you see this crew coming through, it's suspicious. Like six Americans. Yeah, and yeah, a couple of horses. And they're
1: wearing ridiculous clothes. It's fantastic. Like they've got because in other military stuff, their their Adidas are not there.
0: Yeah,
1: no. Uh they're wearing all these like scarves and big hats and all this kind of stuff. Oh my God! Yeah, they're ragtag. a real ragtag yeah, group. That's it. Like,
0: how are they gonna? How are they gonna do this?
1: Yep. Thing? I love the randomness of the weapons. I'll tell you another reason I like the randomness of the weapons is because when you were a kid and you were playing like GI Joe, and then like an aunt or uncle bought you like like A knockoff G.I. Joe, you're like, Well, I don't like this action figure, but I'll take that rifle and I'll yeah. put it in like G.I. <laughs> Joe's hand.
0: It'll be a slightly different, like, plastic weight. Not or, quite like, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not quite right. And uh, I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, you could order away for like a, like a just a miscellaneous collection of G.I. Joe weapons. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. And they were,
1: they, and then when you got a G.I. Joe action figure, they were black guns. Like, you had an M16, it was black. When you got the miscellaneous, they were gray. I don't if you remember that.
0: Yeah, there was, and yeah, the blue ones, a bunch of different yeah. colors. Yeah, yeah they yeah, would yeah.
1: just be. So that's kind of what you had. You had the gray M sixteen. It wasn't <laughs> quite right. That's what they had.
0: Oh, we got the send away stuff.
1: All the send away stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll work. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah.
0: So this ragtag group, they, uh, they're like, okay, we got to cross this border. This is when the creepy scene that you kind of touched on a little earlier. Oh yeah. You were right. Talking about this was the one moment in the film where I'm like what is this charts. doing yeah. here?
1: With Charts and the girl. And yeah.
0: so Charts, who we know, has got this <laughs> wife at home who likes to go out to happy yeah. hour and yeah. is totally, like you said. Off the Charts.
1: <laughs> she's off the Charts.
0: She's fully off the Charts. Yeah. in more ways than yeah. one. And he, they're all sleeping and Chang's daughters are out there and yeah. Charts just gets up in the middle of the night. Gets up like
1: behind a- her and she puts a knife to his throat and he's like, hey, hey, just trying to stay warm. And she's like, okay with it.
0: Yeah, so he's just trying to Cuddle? Yeah. Like, was that scene
1: there to show
0: that the daughter can protect herself? Or is it just to show that this guy's like looking for love?
1: Oh yeah, like, I don't know. It was a weird It had
0: no It's a bliss. weird thing.
1: And my wife watched uh this with me and Kylie was like, This is ridiculous. I hate this part. And I was like, well, I didn't remember it as a kid, so it didn't sit with me.
0: Yeah, no, that was just the one yeah. moment. Like it's funny, all these so many of these movies that I've got to watch for this podcast, especially like going back to these like '80s movies, yeah. there's always one scene that you're just a little bit like, "Ugh,
1: yeah, uncomfortable with why it." Why this little bad taste in my mouth? Yeah,
0: so don't know why that was there.
1: Very uh, strange,
0: but i uh, glad we've yeah. noticed that. So now they get to the Laos border. Uh, basically, their plan is to overpower the corrupt border guards with. Rocket launchers. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's done.
1: <laughs> the recoilless rifle they kept calling that rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know exactly it. Let's just take these guys out. Because you know what it was. I think hasn't been a fight hasn't been in a fight in a while. So I'm sure they wrote that in the script. Is like they got to fight somebody quick. Like let's get a fight going. Yeah.
0: No, unfortunately, this fight is not without its casualties.
1: Yeah. The the girl that charts did not cozy up to the sister. She dies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then they kind of have a makeshift funeral before yeah. crossing into Laos. And yeah, you know, I think I was sadder than. Her father was in this. He was ready to
1: move on. He had to get his revenge.
0: He's <laughs> like fairly emotionless. Yeah. He's like, listen, I've lost 14 kids already. Yeah, like, let's just... let's
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> they split up right at that yeah. point. There's the air yeah. crew and then there's the ground crew. They they split up because the air crew's got to get the helicopters.
0: Yeah. So how do they? Oh, they see helicopters fly by.
1: Yeah, and they know they there's a helicopter assume... base. Right. They're so gonna go get those separate from the army base or the, or the POW camp. Mm-hmm is the helicopter base. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And this is, again, total like mission, like playing with your friends as a kid. It's like, all right, we're going to split up and yeah. you guys go, you got to get the helicopter. We're going to go recon the, yeah. the perimeter and, yeah. and check out this, this camp. And they get, cause they see the camp, the team shows up yeah. and it's deserted.
1: No one's there. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, it looks exactly like the one they recreated in uh, Texas, though. So way to go.
0: Yeah, the POW camp. It does look exactly
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. like POW the- camp. P O W. They didn't a call Nintendo it POW. Nintendo
0: game. There's an arcade game called POW. P O W. Yeah. And then it was. Tra- uh, they brought it to Nintendo.
1: Was that the deal? It was like you had to escape from. A yeah, camp? you
0: were POW. And oh my god! did Basically, POWed. You punched your way. Wow, out. I got out of there. Yeah, wow. and you could pick up weapons. It's basically like Double Dragon, but.
1: They definitely didn't wars. call it a POW camp on Zeroes No, Heroes. no. I don't remember them ever saying we're at a POW camp.
0: <laughs> um, so they're there, and Wilkes and Blaster yep. hop into the water. And they're right, gonna... they're patrolling the whole area. Yeah, yeah. so or,
1: uh, Wilkes remember?
0: has to get back into a tunnel. Oh, yeah. This was kind of crazy. Yeah. With the snake.
1: Yeah. Well, 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 let's talk about why Wilkes, he's a tunnel rat, which you, if you read the comic book, The Nam, or Nam, you'll enjoy the, the, a lot of tunnel rat talk in there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he has got. He was a tunnel rat in Vietnam, which means he goes down these tunnels where there's these hidden weapons caches. And he goes down to Vietnam, and then uh, it's dark, and he, there's two people down there, so he kills them. And then the tunnel collapses, and in the time there, he lights a match and realizes he's killed a woman and her child. And now he's trapped in there with their bodies for a long time. Yeah. So now he can't get back into tunnels because of that. That's why when he sees the drainage pipe he has to go into to get to the camp, he's freaking out.
0: And what, yeah, what a backstory. for. A yeah, heavy
1: duty. And so uh, luckily, Blaster gives him his talisman, his uh, necklace for good luck, and he yeah. desperately puts it on and goes in there. And then the snake, Sean. As you alluded to, there's a snake. In there the is a
0: snake. And to me, like... Being in a tunnel in the dark, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of freaky things. But if a snake just slithers, good sized snake yeah. <laughs> too.
1: Oh God, Freak... Oh God, it was so freaky, terrible. So it
0: bites his hand, and then he's totally badass. He whips out his knife, just cuts, slices, the head off. yeah, cuts yeah. the head right off. But
1: the head still attached on the bite. He's yeah. still biting his hand.
0: So he's in there, and uh, and he's making his way up through the tunnel because yeah. this is going to, in this case, they believe the tunnel is going to lead them up
1: to, to the camp, to the camp. Yeah.
0: So Wilkes gets up top. Yeah. And he finds a prisoner, right? Like this kind of like... He finds the prisoners all guy. screwed
1: up and then he bumps into a guard. Yeah. Kills the guard.
0: And shoves him down the <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> takes him back down Sliding the out there
1: him. to blaster.
0: I guess that's one way to cover your tracks, that's right? That's it. That's what exactly. you had to do. Yeah. Um, but they do confirm that POWs are yep. being held there. So, yep. um, you know, this is when Gene Hackman is like, all right, this is, this is really happening. Yep. Yep. This is all... I Big wasn't deal. crazy.
1: Yep. Doesn't know if his son is there. No. But he knows that there's, there are... There, he's not crazy. You're right. There are POWs in that camp.
0: So the other squad have to infiltrate and steal <laughs> the helicopters. They right?
1: do. They got to go to the helicopter base. Well, they go in, and the thing funny thing is they don't the kill the all the guys. They clear them all out of their, uh, their little cabin, uh, their little huts or whatever, and they get them to lie down on the ground. But a couple guys get loose and start shooting at them. That's the problem. They can't get out because they're shooting at them. So then finally Gene Hackman... Snipes a couple of them, and then they get in the helicopters and take off.
0: Okay. Well, what was all... I remember there being like a whole bunch of smoke, right? Uh, because they,
1: they put smoke uh, grenades. Smoke grenades, And to right. clear them out of their, co- their cabins. Right. I was like, um, did they
0: just crack, get into like an opium No, no. These guys just, were just no, chilling out? And no, like,
1: it was like a, grenades, smoke grenades to get them out of there, to clear them out, get them all lying down, and get off the helicopter. Now, here's a right. fact that I read about on Wikipedia, which was... They asked to rent the helicopters, as you usually would in a film production. They'd get military helicopters. They'd rent them from the government. But the Department of Defense said, you can't have the helicopters because you're making a movie that's anti-government. Because you're making a movie about, oh, the government isn't doing enough to get these prisoners back, so we're going to go get them ourselves. So the US government, in real life, said you can't have the helicopters. So they had to go out and purchase military helicopters, which I believe were. From another country and then repaint them.
0: Did they buy them from a guy with a parrot?
1: I hope so. (laughs) I hope so.
0: That's an amazing story.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't. The government's like, this is an anti-government movie. We're not lending lending your helicopters. We're not renting them to you. Wow. Yeah, so they had to go get these other slightly inaccurate. They were like, instead of Hueys, I think they're called like steelheads or something like that. They're very similar helicopters, but they had to go get those because they wouldn't rent them to them.
0: They're Hue Bears.
1: (laughs) Hue Bears. (laughs) <laughs> Nicely done They yeah. did a great job Acting yeah. as Hueys Deweys I mean,
0: Yeah The Deweys.
1: <laughs> They're not Hueys They're Deweys Nice The Deweys yeah, and the Deweys yeah. I yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> But fortunately Uh Robert Stack, as Uncle Scrooge, paid for the Huey, Dewey, and the Louie yeah. so they could fly the helicopters Perfect. in. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the guy. thus who...
1: that's completes our joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, the guy actually backing this movie is like, no, you need to make a movie. You got to do it. Yeah, so. You got to do it. At whatever cost, if I can just see this movie for two hours... It'll be worth it.
1: Nice. Just (laughs) like the sun.
0: Oh. It's all all a callback. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So they got the choppers. You know, we see Colonel Rhodes. He's in action. He's laying down fire. Yeah, he's out there. He's fighting. You're like, okay, this guy's...
1: Hackman's a real deal.
0: Uh, He's no hackman. Nope. Someone must have
1: done that. I imagine. (laughs) So you can take that one.
0: Um, And then, like, one guy... So they get one of the choppers. I think... Is it the one Charts is flying? Yeah. And, like, a guy hangs on.
1: Oh, right. And yeah. Charts has to slam him into a like, little hut. That's like, ah! Yeah.
0: That's one way to lose a guy, just yeah. smash him into a, yeah. a hut. Um, so back to base, we see Blaster is there, and he's setting up all these explosions, yeah. right? Yeah. And we, we saw him earlier in the training sequence, how he's, like, explaining to guys. And he's when, delighted to blow yeah. shit up. Oh yeah, and but he, he took people through like this whole routine of like how he would.
1: Oh, the six charges. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, yeah. Like, then he's you... like over here, boom. They yeah. think I'm okay, and then boom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then claymore, and it's all he blows over his balls off. Yeah, that's He
0: a... really likes for a sweet, yeah. nice kind of surfer dude. Yeah, he really likes blowing people. He likes to off.
1: blow people up real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and so they've they've got this plan, and there's a bridge here because they realize that all the. They're in the right place, yep. and everyone was just out working in the fields. Yes. And now they're coming back. Yes. So their concern is if they get past this bridge, yep. they're going to be able to access all their weaponry and everything. Yeah, that it's kind of like
1: the, it's kind of like the heavier military stuff is on one side of the water, and the other side is the camp, and they have to separate them, or else they're going to have a big fight on their hands.
0: So Blaster has taken it upon himself. He's like, "No, we're blowing up
1: that bridge." That's just He just starts. Yeah. Remember, he just starts, starts blowing. Because Swayze's up in the hill, and he's going to shoot. There's, he keeps saying, shoot in front of them, shoot in front of them. They can't go over that bridge. And then Blaster just blows up the bridge. Yeah, because Swayze wasn't
0: going to gonna shoot, right? He's right. kind of holding back.
1: He can't decide what to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, it's a kind of a split Scott. Split. Scott.
1: But then Blaster blows a bunch of stuff up, and he can't blow the bridge up. Bridge doesn't go down. He's gotta go do it by hand.
0: But he gets a record, right? Doesn't he achieve a record of blowing people? He's like Oh he starts counting, yeah. he's like, Oh, oh yeah. there's one. Yeah. Two.
1: he gets uh he gets eight, I think is his yeah. record. This is, this is a record. Yeah. That's right, right. It's a record. But I will tell you what, that's out of sequence because he actually goes, I'm gonna go blow up this thing by hand. Mm. He runs up on the bridge with his pack of explosives, then they start coming towards the bridge. That's when he does his eight different shots. And then right. we see something we didn't expect, the gunboat comes up the river. And that's when he's like, "Uh uh-oh. So he's finished (laughs) his record and now he's kind of screwed because the gunboat's coming up, there's a jeep coming over the bridge, all sorts of stuff's happening. I
0: feel like I've seen that gunboat in every movie. Every Vietnam movie. (laughs) But I love that
1: everyone's in like somewhat... Military gear. And the gunboat crew is just wearing blue. Yeah. Just wear, but like bright blue. It's not like a navy blue. It's like a bright blue gunboat crew. They're the
0: guys who own the gunboat and they rent it out to local yeah. productions. They're they like, look well, like... We have to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> they look like they were just painting a house and yeah. then decided, well, we'll do the gunboat for a little while.
0: Yeah, come to Steve's uh, gunboat rental. It really was. Yeah. It was
1: true. They did not look in, like they were there at all. They should not be there at all. We've
0: been in any movie shot here. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. We've that same gun old gunboat. gunboat. For you. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, well, it's like the guy who owns the DeLorean and they want to do it Back to the Future, any kind of joke and any kind of show. He brings the DeLorean. Those yeah. guys are the, the gunboat of Vietnam. V- the <laughs> Vietnam gunboat is the DeLorean of the gunboat world.
0: <laughs> exactly. It has a name, yeah. Um, uh, so uh, one guy, blah, blah, blah. so Blaster, the bridge is still not blown yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And this is when Blaster has to make
1: a... Ultimate a sacrifice, Sean. He, he blows himself up to blow up everyone that's coming over on the bridge, he does it himself, and uh, and people are very upset when they see this.
0: Yeah, a lot of Blaster, no. in that uh, satchel. Yeah, he throws this one last satchel yep. and goes down in a blaze of glory. Yeah,
1: so Blaster dies. He's dead.
0: Uh, then we see there's more. There's like this is crazy. Yeah, like, let's just say this is when we get into full on fire.
1: Everyone's fighting.
0: People are like I don't know, and then there's some people who are just workers, and some people like yeah. There's a whole like Gene Hackman's even chaos. amongst Some people, it's complete it's chaos. chaos, and we see this great moment of Sailor's sort of compassion. Yeah, and when he breaks in and he finds that really oh messed up guy, really yeah, messed up POW doesn't want
1: to go because his garden is going to be there, and Sailor mm-hmm. says, "We'll bring your garden with us." Yeah. to convince him to leave. It's
0: like I love that Sailor, who we may have sort of glossed over it, but he, you know, they they. Kept making jokes early on in the movie that all oh, these guys are on Agent Orange and Sailor. Oh, yeah, right. Had like had the Agent Orange. Classic
1: and, like, Agent Orange yeah, joke.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was like the one line of yeah. uh, their cook. There, the Agent is yeah Agent Orange. Yeah, and Sailor, you know, was kind of like alluded to that he was like a, you know a hippie now and mm-hmm. on acid and yeah. kind of his he, his mind might not have been all there. Yeah. So when he encounters a POW whose mind was a, slightly detached and saying, "I can't leave the garden." And oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was just, like, the perfect, like, caregiver response. Yeah. don't we'll worry. take, the, we'll, garden we'll we'll take the garden with yeah, us. We'll take the garden with us, man. It's yeah, he knew cool. exactly what to say, you know? man. Yeah, he had him. It was, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. These, are like, touching moments, right? Yep. Weirdly that I didn't expect. So, Sailor rescues him. They're saving, uh, somebody else saves one of the other
1: POWs.
0: Yep. But there's three, and they know that there's a fourth.
1: Yes, they get for. him back to the helicopter, and there's a fourth. So, so Hackman's going to go back and get him.
0: Yeah. So he goes... He's in the pit. He's in the pit,
1: right? yeah. So they go back. And so what are the pits? The pit, man. It's like a metal on top. There's a hole in the ground, and there's a, bam- uh, there's a metal on top. And I've seen this in many military movies, mm. the same metal, where when the sun hits it, it gets so hot in that pit that it's tortured to be in there, obviously. And there's a guy in there. Yeah. But it's not his son. It's not Frank. It's the guy that Frank tried to rescue. McGregor. McGregor. That's it.
0: Yeah um Robert who we son. saw at the start of the movie that Frank was saving yeah. and that's why they both got got stuck there so still Frank has still not been found but Rhodes gets him and he and he gets evac yeah. Um, and yeah so this whole evac is crazy so there's just more fire more explosions yeah. where do these guys get all these weapons
1: all this stuff and then you know can we talk about Sailor? Yeah so we'll Sailor about- the whole movie's had this grenade around his neck and uh, finally, he's, he's been shot. He's in this tower, surrounded by all these enemy troops. And he, again, decides that i got to go out this way. He pulls the pin on the grenade and dives ah, into them. And, and it's a huge explosion. And Swayze, Sailor, no! Because now Swayze, after their battle, him and Sailor have bonded. Mm-hmm. So Swayze is especially upset. And he goes, Rambo. He's like, I'm going to get these guys. And he loses it because Charts is in the water and he's got to lose. He just goes down. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. He's so screaming and yelling down the hill.
0: Yeah, that was the trigger. And Swayze's almost unrecognizable. I mean, you know, was this his first movie? Uh, Maybe
1: his first big movie. I think so. Man, he goes off.
0: He goes, yeah. (laughs) He goes full Swayze. Full Swayze, um, yeah. And there he's going hardcore. (laughs) That sailor thing. It's like, oh, wait, that grenade around his neck has been alive the whole time? The whole time. (laughs) It was that easy to blow up everybody.
1: Oh, yeah, he's no problem. No problem. He's back for 9-11. He blows up uh, all those troops, and uh, yeah, away he goes. Well, I remember I
0: had a G.I. Joe. You know, he had all these G.I. Joes. They're all wearing grenades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these guys, and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, wearing grenades was a big thing, like, everywhere. Or Rob Liefeld. Think of all these, like, crazy Rob Liefeld comic. Everyone was walking around
1: wearing a grenade.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: if you weren't alive in the 80s, yeah. <laughs> that's how it was. Everyone just walked around wearing grenades.
0: Frank doesn't make it to the chopper. Nope. We don't see Frank. Nope. They have to get out of there. got to go. Uh, so the surviving team and all the MIAs, they get on the chopper, yep. and they're out. Yep. And I got to say, it was a way bigger firefight than I expected to see yeah. here did you remember any of this uh, from a kid uh,
1: I remembered a lot of firefight but I didn't remember the order of it like when it happened once it happened like of course it's gonna happen at the end but in my mind it was just it was always firing and shooting and all that kind of stuff but I just didn't really understand I couldn't remember the order of everything so thirty years later I was like oh that's how that went that's when sailor died that's when I know these guys die, but I couldn't remember when it happened
0: yeah now did Cheng's surviving daughter come back with them
1: she's in the she's in the helicopter with them.
0: We don't know and then, then when she
1: gets, then she starts crying, when she's in the yeah. helicopter. God, she's about, everything overwhelms her. We don't ever see her. I don't think
0: we don't can. know what
1: happens. No. So it's funny at this point.
0: I'm just trying to think. Like when I was watching, I was like, "What? What's gonna happen? Yeah. You know, what,
1: what? What happens?
0: And not much.
1: No, but the no, but the reveal. Frank's dead. Frank yes. got sick. So
0: this and is a Frank big thing, got yeah.
1: sick, and Frank. Dow McGregor tells him, and then he hugs. Uh, Hackman hugs him, and then they're home.
0: Yeah, that's, like, they're in the chopper, and he's like, yeah, Frank. That was yeah. a pretty emotional moment, actually. I'll, I don't oh, yeah. To, when uh, McGregor just, and he hugs Gene Hackman, yeah. and and that he was the closure he, he tried wanted, right? to save right? me, yeah. Like, he goes out, you know, yeah. he does his whole mission, and he does save four people's lives. Yep. But at a cost, yep. they lost Chang, Chang's daughter, sailor. And blaster, blaster. yeah. So they got four for four.
1: They did, and they, uh, and then yeah, that just goes from charts going like SOS, POWs, American POWs, and they're flying away, and then all of a sudden they're home back in America. They're
0: home at an airport, and they're yeah. all heroes,
1: surrounded by media and family and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, and then it ends
1: like <laughs> I just, and then Hackman <laughs> and his wife get together, and it goes shoot freeze frame. It's like that's the ending.
0: Yeah. So that was uncommon valor.
1: I will say one thing you're treated to though in the credits is Tex Cobb dancing for about four minutes up on a hill and clearly just been told, just keep going and going and going and going. And it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and Frank's memory is, you know, he saved, he died yep. saving McGregor. Yep. And, uh, you know, he definitely died a hero, if yeah. you want to use that term. Um, and I do. With uncommon valor. Yes. Directed by a Canadian. And yeah. I will point out, yeah. but they spell valor the American
1: way. No they you. do. <laughs> well, you know, you can't get everything as a director. <laughs> it is, it's true. It's very true. It's I the American. He was no, guy, you. If he
0: spelled it differently. On yeah. The, uh, yeah, that was
1: that movie, man. And then uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, it as a warnut. I don't think you'll love all of it, but there's definitely enough to see there. Yeah. Well, yeah. so
0: this is this is the time of the podcast where you know we yeah. ask the big question. You know, you loved this as a kid. It's been a long time since you've seen it. Yeah. So today, 2020, do you still like this movie?
1: I would say it's a movie of two halves, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, the first half is definitely um, corny in a lot of ways. Um, but as a kid, you loved it. As an adult, I would not watch that movie for the first time and say I loved it. The second half is the firefight, and as a kid, I loved it, and I still, you know what, got to say I loved it. So I would say the first half not as good as I remembered it. Second half better than I remembered it.
0: Wow! So yeah. you do still like this movie? I still
1: like this movie, much as you are a movie liker, not a lover, Sean. <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a com- uncommon valor liker. <laughs> yeah.
0: I am. Uh, well, and I got to say, as as a first time viewer yep. of this movie, I. It's funny, you know, some movies you watch in your adult mindset, and some you're just transported to that kid mindset. Oh, yeah, right. And watching this movie, I was transported to like, yeah, being like 10 years old, like watching like Aliens for the first time. You know, this isn't nowhere near as good as Aliens. Right. Um, I agree, there are definitely some flaws, a lot of, some cliches, but at the same time, that's of the era, so I, I, I almost expected that. Uh I like this. Okay. I I totally You like
1: Uncommon Valor? I Good. do yeah. I do like yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I uh I would totally recommend it definitely yeah. if you're a war movie buff. Like, yeah. again, I just can't believe I've never, never seen, seen it. Never seen it. Yeah. It's like yeah. totally like yeah. every you know, you think any
1: You must have, like you would have had one night at Blockbuster. Yeah. where you're like uh I've seen everything and Uncommon Valor was right beside you and you didn't know. Yeah, exactly. The whole time. But it was big. Right. It was a big rental for my little posse of right, war night right, right. nerd, war nerds. We rented it all the time when you we were like between the ages of like 12 and say 14 maybe. Sure, yeah? sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it it did really well at the box office. Yeah. Apparently, it was not really critically received well. Yeah. Uh, Siskel and Ebert famously gave it 2 thumbs, two thumbs down. down,
1: but did very well at the box office. one of the biggest uh, money makers of that year actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 15 to make there's 30 there's
0: a lot of crazy movies that year, right? So,
1: 83. Yeah, 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 a lot of crazy movies yeah. and it was still up there. Um, yeah. It's funny I'm just remembering now. I grew up with a guy named Sean Fowler, and I remember people used to call him Uncommon Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me now, because he was one of the award nerds with us. Yeah, I remember that kid. Uh, you know, we used to call him Sean Uncommon Fowler. Uh, yep. Yep. That's great. That just popped in my head. I hadn't thought of that in years.
0: Um, I thought Gene Hackman was incredible in this. Oh, Hackman's Hackman. He He's steady. He it. He's it steady. He go-
1: yeah, he doesn't call it in. He just does it. We mentioned
0: know? Stack was great Yeah. Um of the uh of the team, who who's your Wilkes still your favorite? Uh I Fred loved Ward. Fred
1: Ward. I loved Fred Ward as a kid, so I'd say Wilkes my favorite. Um it's funny, there's a scene where uh Gene Hackman and um Robert Stack are ha- drinking wild turkey before they go off on to, to Vietnam.
0: Yeah, I was like, You want a hangover before this? But buddy? I kind of, but also it
1: was kinda of like these two pro- I would love to see these two just drinking a bottle of wild turkey and what the hell they'd talk about. Yeah. Two guys have been around forever in movies. You know, one guy at that point had been around for a bit. One guy had been around forever. Incredible. Drinking wild turkey.
0: Yeah. Now, if they did a remake of this, who would oh, you
1: cast? Great question. It's a great question. Who I was trying to think of who would play Hackman, like the right age to uh, play Gene Hackman. Well, you know, it's kind of funny to say, but uh, you know, who plays that kind of dad right now? I'm trying to think of that. Like, who does? Me, yeah. <laughs> no, I would say, what would it be like? This guy sounds kind of crazy, but what would it be like if Gene Hackman's character was played by John Hamm? Yeah. What would that be like? I just want to see if that's, is he too young? Because I don't know. Gene Hackman wasn't that really bad old in this era. But then how young do the kids have to be? Mm-hmm. The guys playing those roles? Because I guess they're playing like 30 year olds, really.
0: Oh, George do. Clooney? Yeah, maybe Clooney, Clooney right? plays the dad. You yeah. know,
1: Clooney's got a kid that was there. I don't know. I'm I trying to think of someone it. who's more grizzled, maybe. I but, could see
0: yeah. a Clooney for sure. Yeah. Um maybe like a Brian uh Walter White uh <laughs> Brian can,
1: Cranston. There you go.
0: Brian Cranston. Cranston's yeah. a
1: good choice. Cranston. So Cranston playing the Gene Hackman role? Yeah, I could That's see, actually a pretty good choice. I could see that because... How much he, of that edit are you going to edit out where you're trying to think of <laughs> the name of Brian Cranston? I'm like, you know, Brian, wanted I'm to like... See you. you almost fell over on the ground there. Yeah, <laughs> got my baby
0: brain right yeah, now. Baby so, right? Brain, um, you know, the guy who's in that show who's kind of like breaking uh, something.
1: And then, yeah, then the weapons experts and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I just can't... I don't know why I can't really think of the perfect actors to play these roles. It's uh, not all there, you know? What would you fix
0: in a remake
1: um I think in a remake the uh, jeez I think in the remake what would you f- uh, the stuff before they get to the training camp is the worst part of the movie like all the build up to getting to the training camp dealing with picking these guys going to see them and getting them but I guess you have to have those cl- they have see, those
0: I kind of th- like that
1: I know they have those classic like that's that an element kind of feel, yeah right how to assemble the team I don't know I don't think I'd fix much maybe the pacing mm, that's about it I don't know a lot of stuff happens very conveniently. Oh yeah, that's true. But I guess you don't want to make it too
0: long. Like this movie but, clocks in at just under two hours. But it
1: also has the takes away the convenience when they lose their weapons. Like it is yeah. a bit of a like this is happening too much, and then boom, the roadblock happens. Right. right, the conflict that won't happen. Guy with the parrot. Don't replace the guy with the parrot. That's all I ask. <laughs> the guy with the parrot. I mean, you gotta find don't do who it. that guy is. Don't do it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I wouldn't fix much. I yeah. don't think. I think. I think there's the right order of events. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm still stuck on the casting. I'll think about that. Yeah. I'll think about that. Okay, yeah. cool. I like well, the idea of Cranston as the dad. Though I
0: think so. I could see him, you know? Yeah. Because he's definitely that family, but like, also like, I'll do anything to,
1: to yeah. get this. Maybe uh, John Hamm is the Robert Stack character. Yeah. He's the guy who's like, uh, fuck you, Art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you think of Sam Rockwell as the uh, Fred Ward character? The Tunnel Rat. Yeah, that'd kind of fun. Perfect choice. Sorry, I'm just dumping. Yeah, back no, there. this yeah. is great. Yeah,
0: Sam. Yeah, I like it. You're still on, <laughs> still, still casting. All right, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's uh, Who's Blaster then?
1: Blaster. I know. Who's the big goofy guy right now? Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt is Blaster. Totally see that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, I feel like The Rock would be in this movie. The Rock.
1: Maybe he plays sailor. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the guy's a bit out of his mind. Get a little crazy, like yeah. he wants to play something. Uh, yeah. That, or like maybe a Jason Statham.
1: Eddie the Murphy's now. the guy who's a doctor now. used to be a pilot. <laughs> the guy doesn't want a part of that. There you go. Eddie Murphy's in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we didn't really talk too much about him, like how Johnson is. How mad he was, out, was about. I don't yeah. got to
1: save nobody. I don't got to go back. Yeah. A yeah. Yeah, we totally, his story, we...
0: Because We don't really see him much later on.
1: No, he gets his helicopter won't take off, they have to refuel it. That's about the only dramatic, really dramatic moment. He yeah, has. he yeah.
0: kind of gets brushed aside a little yeah. bit. Um, they definitely give like Wilkes and Blaster a lot of even Swayze's character, he kind of gets downplayed a little bit, a little bit to yeah. but they
1: have way more in, screen time to charts than they do the, the guy's a doctor, you yeah. know, his name Major something or other. But
0: when you have a big cast like that, um, that's gonna happen, yep.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think like. You know, if you
0: like any kind of movies, like any kind of movies, but any more yeah. movies, like The Expendables, I'm thinking, yeah. like all these other... Oh, like, yeah.
1: Anytime it's the cast of big characters and everyone has a different slant on it and where they came from and what they care about and their attitude, that's the, that's the kind of movie yeah. that you want to see.
0: Yeah. Sign me up. I'm, I'm Sign me least, up
1: for Uncommon Valor. Yeah.
0: And I'm, now I'm excited. I'm like, what other 80s gems have I missed?
1: Many, probably. Like, oh, yeah.
0: I'm sure out there. Thousands. But, uh, but this was a great one. Sandy, thank you so much, man. I'm all so right, glad you're welcome. you still like this movie. That's right. I mean, <laughs> I think this and
1: Adventures in Babysitting are a great double, double feature.
0: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Bring out the popcorn. <laughs> thank you so much to my guest, Sandy Jobin-Bevins. Thank you for tuning in. Stay up to date on things. Please subscribe. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. And we'll see you. WordBurglar.com is going to have all the updates in the weeks to come. All right, stay safe and uh, get uh, get some movies in you. All right, we'll talk soon. Peace.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.